0: Innisfirgedance is a folk fantasy podcast set in an alternate Appalachia and faraway Celtic fort. You can help support me and this story by sharing it with your friends, posting on social media, or by clicking the link in the description to buy me a coffee. I'm glad you joined me this week, and stay safe out there in the woods. The blinds reveal their secrets by the lanterns vaguely conjured. Previously on the Innis Forgiddance, Brana glimpses Morna, mother of her childhood best friend, leaving the Innis Stone Fort. Desperate to find out why the rival tribe's priestess paid a visit, Brana rushes to the Triad Lodge and sneaks in while her grandmother is performing a secret ritual for an afflicted young man. Brana can empathically feel his agony and collapses in the Triad Lodge. Branna and Elga in the past. The plants will restore her, said Aben. a poultice for her spirit. Heaven bless Aben," thought Elga. Were it not for the locksmith's presence, Elga would have been unable to lift her granddaughter's limp body. He was tall and thin, but rippled with sinewy muscle, had scooped Brana into his arms with ease, and rushed her back to their hut, where Branna could be surrounded by her plant friends. After all, Brana had gone to extremes to save each of them. They would surely reciprocate. They always had. Elga placed the last of several plants in bowls in a circle around Branna's sweat-streaked sleeping form. Her arms trembled with anger, so she almost dropped it. She forced herself to breathe slower. She came this close to revealing herself, she thought. This close to ruining all the careful protection I've afforded her. Elga turned to Abin. So I shouldn't have left her to walk through Fort with no chaperone other than myself. She clenched and unclenched her jaw in quick succession, like the flicking tail of an anxious cat, then licked at the pain in her gums. How can I sustain that forever? Abin placed both hands on her shoulders and opened his mouth as if to say something wise or reassuring, but closed it again and shook his head. Elga turned away. Surely each plant had lengthened its stalk "'turned its leaves to lay on her granddaughter's body "'like healing hands. "'The sight brought her peace, however slight. "'The secret was still safe.' "'Aben cleared his throat. "'I'm afraid we did nothing to allay Linon's fears,' he said. "'Did you know what memory would come forth?' he asked. "'She shot him a look, "'but took in the sight of his clean-shaven face,' his blue eyes yet unmarred by the ticking lines of wrinkles. He was young, only acting as tribal locksmith since his predecessor, Reardon, passed a year ago, leaving little time to learn from one who had retained the post for five decades. Though some giftings came to several individuals in a generation, like the Watch, others came once in a lifetime— and Reardon's had ended before he could properly educate Abin. But the young locksmith had done a laudable job, even lacking the usual apprenticeship period for his post. Locksmiths apprenticed until their mentors felt the call in their spirit to give over their practice, or the source, the divine locksmith, called them home. Unlike story keepers, who retained their post until the unlocking of the next heralded their own... No, she said, yanking her thoughts back from a dark ledge. I didn't know what would come. Sometimes in familiar situations, I know what memory to call forth. But in uncharted waters, like Seamus's, it's like searching for something in darkness. You go by feel. "'Pattern around with your hands until you can tell, ah, here it is. "'And when I brought that memory out to look at it in the light—' "'The fleeing of the first land,' said Abin, "'in the east, the conquering.' "'Yes,' she confirmed. "'And the woman who shared his gifting during that time was?' "'Asked Abin. "'I don't know, but I'll study. "'Giftings arise with the needs of the time.' Whatever she was has not been needed since then. Until now, finished Abin. Elga pursed her lips. I will study the memories from that time more in privacy. I only wish I'd had the wisdom to do so before, but... Morna's face flashed in her mind. I was... distracted. Brana stirred from her place on the floor. Seamus named the ever-child, Abin said. Elga, I have a pit in my stomach to think. Grandmother? Abin? Brana's eyelids fluttered open and she scanned her body. At the sight of the plants tenderly twining around her extremities, her features flickered. Joy, confusion. Joy, terror. Tell me how you feel. Elga knelt and took Brana's hand gently, but studied it. No foreboding haze emitted from it. Sore on the inside? The uptick in her tone of voice told Elga she was fighting back sadness. Like someone dangled my heart over a bonfire. Elga cupped her cheek. That's much improved, then. And do you remember what happened? Brawna stared up at the bright green vines curly-queuing around the hut's roof. Seamus is so troubled. Lenon is scared and angry. She held her breath, waiting for more to crystallize in her mind, but then puffed it out in relief. That's all. The plants smudged away the rest, dear little things. Elga closed her eyes and breathed easier. I shouldn't have done it, Grandmother, forgive me. Shouldn't have sneaked into the lodge, but... but her eyes began scanning again, lashes fluttering with realization. "'Kerpa's mother! I saw—' Elga squeezed Brana's hand tight, then amended her action by patting it gently. "'Aben, would you give my granddaughter and I a bit of privacy?' The locksmith's eyes narrowed in scrutiny, but he bowed his head and left the lodge. "'Was it her, grandmother? Will there be peace between us all on Inneskellig?' Elga turned away from the unbearable hope in Brona's voice. We all hope for peace. It's too soon to say. She stroked Brona's knuckles. You gave me a horrific fright today, my dove. Don't you know I won't be here to protect you one day? Please don't say that. But it's true. At some point, we must talk about it. For my sake, Brona, please... "'My soul will never rest if I don't know you're protected, "'that your secret is safe. "'Are you well enough, now, to sit up?' "'She nodded. "'Elga began gently to untwine the plants from her limbs, "'lining them up bowl by bowl with meticulous carefulness, "'lest she forget which plant friend belonged to which child. "'Maybe Kara the Soul Shepherd would take me in?' Brana sat cross-legged and rubbed her neck. Child, Elga sighed. Kara has her own family. She cares for her ailing parents. That's my point. I want you to have your own family. Outside of me. Brana blinked. The plants and animals are family to me. Can the plants and animals bring you food? Carry you when you fall? Give you children of your own? Oh, you see now. I never thought of it, Brana said. Never. Brana shook her head and scooped up two bowls, then moved to the west-facing doorway of the lodge. The waning summer sun blazed behind her and made her appear far away, trapped out of reach in a glowing orb of golden light. But if it will give you peace, grandmother, I will try. With Brana's disappearance, Elga realized with a pit in her belly. It didn't. Didn't give her peace at all. The Innes Forgetance was written, narrated, and produced by me, Leah Noel with special appearance by David Walker. The original song, Beware the Never Scene, was written, composed, and performed by Georgia musicians Miles Landrum and Lorelai. You can find links to more of their excellent music in the show notes. Sound effects came from the kind folks at freesound.org. You can follow this podcast with behind-the-scenes and more on Instagram and TikTok at Pen ooh